1: Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool here on this Valentine's Day, February 14th. And guess what? It is Giving Hearts Day. We're getting right into it. By the way, my name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're gonna run into or what you're gonna find. I'm kind of on double speed today because I wanna get to the interviews. I wanna make sure we give these nonprofits, these social organizations, an opportunity to talk about why they need your help. Today, February 14th is Giving Hearts Day in the upper Midwest. And we talk with four organizations today about why they need your help. Kristen Seeks with the Dickinson Backpack Program. They feed about 300 children food every single week. Think about that. 300 kids in Dickinson, North Dakota need your help every single week with food supplements. So they've got a great program called the Dickinson Backpack Program. Kristen Seeks a little later in the program. Brent Seeks, her husband, is part of Badlands Ministry. He explains the need for a Christian-based service in western North and South Dakota. The Badlands Ministry has been around for 90 years. We also talk with Sarah Myrie, Community Ambulance Service of New Rockford. Now, when we talk about emergency services, we need to understand that they're very underfunded. Firefighters, ambulance services, especially in rural America, rely on volunteers, a lot of volunteers. So we talked to Sarah Myrie about the need for ambulance services and why they're asking for your help on Giving Hearts Day, February 14th today. Also, Wade Nelson, Minot Youth for Christ talks about the services Youth for Christ offers to the Minot area. All this plus much more on today's episode of the Multimedia Cafe. Thank you, folks, for tuning in today. I know there's a lot of different places to get your content. You can go get podcasts. You can listen to the radio. You can read a newspaper, a magazine. You can stop and get your gas, and Steve Harvey can give you the news right at the gas pump. You can walk to the restaurant from your hotel in Minneapolis, and all of a sudden there's a, a taxi cab driving by with a sports score on there. So a lot of different, and then you got your phone, that handheld communication device that uh, is a computer. Man, I tell you, there's a lot of different ways to get your content, so thank you very much. We appreciate it. We have exclusive interviews here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. All right, today is February 14th, Giving Hearts Day, Valentine's Day. If you want more information on Giving Hearts Day to donate or just, like I said, more information, givingheartsday.org, givingheartsday.org. When we come back, Wade Nelson, My Not Youth for Christ. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe.
0: Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds.
3: If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies.
1: love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online.
2: Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this?
1: No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation all right, you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about here at the Multimedia Cafe. Today, February 14th, is Giving Hearts Day. For more information, go to givingheartstay.org. In our next interview, we talk with Wade Nelson, Minot Youth for Christ.
0: Hey, it's Wade Nelson with Minot Youth for Christ.
1: All right, Mr. Wade Nelson, Minot Youth for Christ, participating in Giving Hearts Day, February 14th. How are you doing today, sir? And talk to me a little bit about Minot Youth for Christ. Hey, glad to be here. Hey, what is uh, My Not Youth for Christ? Talk to us a little bit about your organization.
0: Well, it's interesting. Um, most people assume that we're just another church youth organization. Um, and although everyone is welcome from every church, we're really an evangelistic type ministry. And we go after 11 to 19 year olds and we re- try to reach the lost. And we really try to impact the most disadvantaged and high-risk kids, and we do that with sharing the uh, fullness of the gospel. Hopefully we can awaken them to uh, the reality of Christ and what he has to do for them and through them.
1: And you guys are participating in this year's Giving Hearts Day. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about your involvement with that, how you guys became involved, how many years have you been doing this, et cetera, et cetera.
0: This is a Not Youth for Christ first year to be a part of it, but I personally was the director of development for a school, private school out in Williston, North Dakota, and so I've been involved with Giving Hearts for a few years now. Uh, It's an amazing, amazing uh, opportunity, 24 hours. It started off just being an online giving. Now people can write checks and give them as long as they're dated on Giving Hearts Day, which is the 14th of February. And uh, the first 10 years of involvement they brought in in North Dakota and just a little bit of western Minnesota, uh, about $30 million in 10 years. And last year alone, there's been so much giving. I think there was over 2,800 people that, that gave like 60 some thousand donations and last year we we brought in over 13 million in one day
1: and what is it you guys are going to do with the resources that you get from giving heart stay and other donations throughout the year
0: well the great thing about minot youth for christ is is that our building is paid for free and clear we have very little overhead um every dollar that's given stays right here in minot and we get to utilize those monies to to reach the young people of our community. Every week we, we throw what's called club and we have uh, seniors a uh, senior high school on Monday, junior high school on Tuesday. And uh, we, we throw great events every week, but a lot of the monies also allow us to scholarship um, underprivileged kids to the various camps that we go to throughout the year. And it's been very, very impactful to get kids that are so used to being on video games and, and cell phones and get them out into nature and, and let them experience some of creation and uh, just great exploration of of what's out there doing horseback riding and river rafting and rock climbing and those kind of things as well.
1: How can people donate throughout the year? Do you guys have a website that you direct people to, that sort of thing? I'm going to ask you about how they can donate throughout the year, and then next question will be specifically on Giving Hearts Day. Okay.
0: Um, So, yeah, we have our website at uh, 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 minotyouthforchrist.org. and people can go on our website, and we have a uh, ongoing giving there. People can mail checks into our office uh, here in Minot. And then uh, on Giving Hearts Day, like I said, you can go online, givingheartstay.org, and you can search directly for Minot Youth for Christ and uh, give at that time. The nice thing about Giving Hearts Day is everyone has matching funds. We have raised $4,000 in matching funds, so when, when people give, Um, funds are matched up to $4,000 and it really gives a a great impact to individual giving. And people can give as little as $10. So, you know, we appreciate the large donations, but to be honest, you know, every $10 that's given, uh, it adds up and, and really impacts the youth of our community.
1: All right, last question for you. Are you guys going to be active on social media throughout the Giving Hearts Day, and is there, you know, a place where Facebook and social media, that sort of thing, and then Uh, transition the social media question into your elevator pitch, why people should be donating to your cause and organization on Giving Hearts Day?
0: Well, yeah, thanks. That's a great question. Um, Here in Minot, we have a collaborative. So there's 13 different nonprofit organizations that we are working together. Uh, Most of them are faith-based, but not all. But every group is an amazing group. And so we're going to be going around town, various of us uh, shooting – Live videos uh, for Facebook, and and, and we're just going to just blast social media. Um, I'm a little gray-haired, so I'm not well-versed in in anything other than Facebook, but they'll be uh, using uh, Snapchat and some of the other things as well. But at the end of the day, all 13 groups, we're going to get together at Oak Park Theater here in Minot. They've allowed us to use their facility. We're going to throw a big party. We're going to have live music, have concert. There is going to be concessions available and pizza, and people can come down, celebrate with us, and there can be even giving at that time. So it, it's going to be an amazing, exciting day, and it's not just for Minot Youth for Christ, but it's for our entire community. But I will tell you this, every dollar that's given to Minot Youth for Christ goes straight to impacting the young people of our community. And why that's important is, all too often you hear people say, man, the young people of today just aren't like they were yesterday. That might be true or not, but when you sow into them, They flourish, and we thank you for that opportunity.
1: And that was Wade Nelson Minot Youth for Christ. For more information on Giving Hearts Day or to donate, go to givingheartsday.org. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. back to Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation. Up next, we talk with Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries.
3: Yep, this is Brent Seeks representing Badlands Ministries.
1: Start off by talking about what is Badlands Ministries?
3: Yes, Badlands Ministries is a Bible camp and retreat center. Uh, it's been operating for 90 years. We just celebrated our 90th anniversary last summer, and it's uh, owned by several Lutheran churches, but it's ecumenical in nature. So we serve... Um, people from all different denominations in our area and we have summer camps for kids every summer and we also do year-round retreats and events and we also um, have our site available to be rented out by family unions, corporate groups, weddings, that kind of thing as well.
1: Oh no kidding, you guys also get into the event planning business too?
3: You know a little bit, it's it's a beautiful site so we're just south of Medora so we're right up next to a Bully Pulpit golf course and so We've got 188 acres. It's a beautiful spot, and it's very convenient, again, because of its close proximity to Medora and the park and Theater Roosevelt, Medora Foundation, the musical, all that kind of stuff.
1: I'm on your website right now, and boy, some of these photos you have on your homepage are just breathtaking. Of course, that's kind of the magic of the Badlands, huh?
3: Yeah, it certainly is. I think uh, it's it's just such a beautiful location. We're just blessed to be there and to have that land that we have, and so It's a great opportunity for us, whether it's our summer camps that we are putting on and have kids of all ages come out for a week of camp, they get to experience that beautiful creation and our programs. But it's like you're mentioning, it's just beautiful just to come out for the day, whether it's to be part of a wedding or a day retreat, things of that nature. It's just always nice to be in the Badlands.
1: I'm noticing you guys even have a few events during the wintertime, huh?
3: We do. And so we've got in a few weeks, we have a women's crafting retreat that's happening out there. Um, and But we do, we try to have something just about every month of the year We've got an event or a retreat that we're hosting and putting on And then things really get busy for us in the summer
1: So we're going to ask you about Giving Hearts Day in just a second But first of all, uh, just kind of prime the pump a little bit And talk about maybe some of the services that you provide to the community And just some of the reasons why uh, people should donate Or consider donating to you on Giving Hearts Day
3: Yeah, so as a religious... Th- Bible camp. uh, You know, we're all about growing faith. And so one of the mottos we often use is bringing faith to life. And so to us that means we're sharing the good news of Jesus wherever we can and and helping people grow in their faith. But bringing faith to life also for us means making faith come alive. And and to us that's uh, making our faith an active thing and a service thing. And so while we host many week-long camps for youth at camp and help those youth grow in their faith, We also do day camps and vacation Bible schools in area communities, and so uh, we generally have anywhere from 14 to 16 uh, day camps we'll do each summer, and that could be anywhere from Kildare to uh, Baker, Montana, to Bison, South Dakota, just kind of this whole region we will do uh, these day camps. And when we're in in communities, uh, we work with several churches to do these day camps and we love to do service projects. So when our staff, these young adults that we hire for the summer in communities, uh, we encourage those folks planning the day camp to have uh, service activities and things in the community they can do as well. And so we're really trying to make a difference in several ways. Um, Again, we love uh, growing faith. We think that's such an important uh, thing today i mean today we can all find despair and darkness in the world and uh we we think that we give donors the resources to provide hope and light
1: how did you guys get involved with giving hearts day
3: yeah we were blessed to be one of the first organizations in this uh part of the state to take part in that we kind of got asked to do that i was trying to figure out how many years ago that was it was at least five years ago that we first started and we didn't know much about what it was at the time, and we thought it sounded like a good idea, and it really has been a blessing not only to our ministry, but to a lot of the local charities as well. And um, it's nice to have seen it kind of grow, and every year, uh, Giving Hearts Day generates more money for the, the charities that participate, and it's a wonderful way for folks to give, but also just to have awareness for the, the great charities in our area that, that serve us all.
1: Do you guys do anything kind of locally or anything along those lines? I've been hearing different stories about, you know, kind of what people are doing to drum up because it, it gets a little bit competitive amongst the charities, but at the same time, it, the competitiveness just almost turns into who can become more creative or more involved with the community type of a thing. Do you, yeah, guys, you, know, do we, you guys do anything like that?
3: You know, we uh, what we found over our many years of being part of Giving Hearts Day is uh, – for the most part, we have consistent donors that that recognize the value of our ministry and support it, and this is a, another mechanism For them to do that we also realize is uh there's a lot of generous people in our communities in our area that support multiple organizations and so um even though i'm the director for balance ministries the bible camp um, i'm also a mentor for the best friend mentoring program i'm on the board of directors for the dickinson backpack program you know I, i could look at connections for many of these other local charities that are on the list and all of them are, are tremendous assets to our communities, and they all need funding. I and mean, that's one thing we all have in common is I don't believe any of those local charities would be able to exist without donors and people giving towards them. And so, um, you know, every year we send out letters and, and notifications to the people that support the Bible camp to let them know this event's happening, and this is a great way to do that. And we every year we have secured kind of a, a inspiration gift that someone will give to help uh, motivate people to give to us. And that's just been a wonderful thing. I mean, I uh, last year we just about raised $30,000 through this one-day event for Badlands Ministries, and that's a big, important part of our budget.
1: Are you familiar with uh, that relationship between kind of the faith and oil and gas and the solidifying yeah. the roots in a community, that sort of thing? You know, we do an oil and gas program, so I thought, you know, I might as well ask. I know – Without getting sure. into, uh, you know, th- there will be blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. I, you know, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> no, but, sure. But, but there there was there the, the, a good amount of truth in that movie in terms of faith has really been a very instrumental pillar in building oil and gas communities.
3: Yeah, you know, we've been very blessed by that in particular. And, you know, when Battlelands Ministries, we, we moved to a new site, um just over 10 years ago I think 2008 was our first summer at this new location we're at and we had a capital campaign going on and it just so happened to, to correspond with a lot of the oil and gas activity when things were really booming and that was a tremendous blessing I, I don't know that we could have been able to do what we did without that happening and, and to this day um, I would bet I would say t- maybe, I gotta think about this in a minute, it's probably close to 10% of our operating budget um, probably is tied in in some way to uh, money from minerals. And so we had uh, a, a lovely elderly lady set up kind of a foundation with some local charities, and we were one of them in which all the proceeds from one of the wells uh, went into that charity and got divided up amongst those charitable organizations. And each year there's a payout towards that. And so that's someone that used that money to kind of have a a perpetual blessing to, you know, several of the charities in this community, just as an example. And so um, for us, I can, I just know that, you know, it's just kind of, we represent really the community. So there's, you know, whether it's farming and ranching or people have manufacturing jobs or, you know, the oil, you, you, they're all important. And so all of those people have connections and, and in terms of the faith, you know, we represent, Many churches and many people. And so it's just wonderful to um, have folks that are generous with the gifts that they've been given and then willing to pass those on to our organization and to others in the area so that, you know, really everyone wins in our whole community.
1: And one more question. This one's kind of pop quiz a little bit because, you yeah. know, you're not. Um by part of the backpack organization on a day-to-day but you're on the board and yeah sure um i wanted to ask you about them i know they're part of giving hearts day too and we're going to try to get them yeah on, on the program as well but just to, uh, g- give them a quick little plug because that's a good little organization that you I guys love doing. to and yeah.
3: it's uh it's extra pertinent for me because my wife's the kind of the volunteer director for that so <laughs>
1: I, I wondered uh, that because i saw I, you guys had I'm the sure la- same last no. name yeah
3: yeah, you bet. So I've been kind of involved with that program from the beginning. And so my wife, Kristen's a social worker for Dickinson Public Schools and kind of through our church as well. We we recognized a need for this program. And so um, there's close to 300 packs every week that go out uh, through, we distribute them through the schools. I actually um, serve as kind of the coordinator of the drivers every Friday to, uh, they pack the packs generally Thursday night, and then they're putting totes, and those totes get delivered to each of the uh, schools that participate in the program, and, and then when the totes get to the schools, those packs go to the students to discreetly take home for the weekend so they've got food. So, um, it's it really is a wonderful program, and probably what impresses me the most, it, it makes it very unique, is it's really um, 100% Volunteered run. I mean, there's really not paid staff. The closest to a paid staff is the church, St. John Lutheran, the, the finance person for the church kind of helps do the books for the backpack program, but then she's not directly paid by the backpack program to do that.
1: And that was Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries. For more information on Giving Hearts Day or to donate, visit givingheartsday.org. Givingheartsday.org. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Yeah, you know that
4: I- I've told the truth, yeah, you know that I've lied We all do what we do so we can serve
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Today, we're talking about Giving Hearts Day, that huge fundraiser in the upper Midwest, a one-day donation for all kinds of charities. Our next organization is the Community Ambulance Service of New Rockford, and we talk with Sarah Myrie. Sarah Myrie
5: with Community Ambulance Service of New Rockford.
1: And how are you doing today? And let's start off by talking about what exactly it is that you guys do.
5: Well, our ambulance service started in 1971. Um, We serve Eddy County and three townships in our area. We cover up to 800 square miles. Um, We currently have 35 volunteers within our ambulance service. Um, we provide pre-hospital emergency medical services. Um, we also offer training as far as um, monthly trainings for our squad. We offer EMT classes, EMR, NCCR, CPR classes. And we... Um, we're fortunate enough now to be part of the Big Giving Hearts Day on February fourteenth. Our organization was able to participate in this big fundraiser.
1: Talk to me about your history and relationship with Giving Hearts Day. Is this your first year, your second, third, fourth year? How did you guys uh, get involved with it?
5: It's our first year. Um, we, I know of other local organizations that have been part of it, so. I went ahead and signed up for it and went to the training, all the trainings for it and stuff. So it's our very first year. So we're feeling very overwhelmed, but they say that's a normal feeling to feel.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, uncharted waters, that type of thing. Have you been talking to other cities or other organizations or just people that, um, you know, are helping calm some of those waters, I guess?
5: Yeah, we do. We, I have been to multiple trainings in the Fargo Grand Forks area, talking to other nonprofit agencies, uh, getting different ideas on how they um, network and outreach to area businesses. And they say that, you know, every year gets better. You know, you build your um, volunteer base and you get your donors. And so the first year is very overwhelming. But the next year after that um, continues to grow. So, yeah, I've been to several several trainings um, in Fargo, gearing up and being ready for this day.
1: So Community Ambulance Service of New Rockford, is New Rockford growing like everywhere else in Western North Dakota?
5: It is. Um, We cover New Rockford, Cheyenne area. The problem is, is all of our volunteers have been on the squad for 35 years or so. Um, So it's really hard to find new volunteers um, everybody's maxed out on volunteering for every organization it seems like but um, so we've had to hire um, a few emts and a paramedic to cover our service area so that's why we are looking for donations and raising money to cover these
1: um, costs so one of the questions i like to ask people is where the, do the resources go to a general fund or specific needs it sounds to me like um you guys do have some specific needs out there, huh?
5: Yeah, we do. Um, we it's it goes into a general fund, but um, you know we've had managers in the past, but you know we cover twenty four hours, seven days a week, and we staff um, two EMTs and one CPR driver at all times. Hmm. Um, by state law, you're only required to have one driver and one EMT. But um, we never want to throw anybody in the back of a rig um, by themselves because we just don't we don't have the call volume like say Bismarck or Fargo does, you know.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, talk to me a little bit about the the, the challenges that you guys have. Um, you, you've mentioned a few and the, the way I, I want to phrase this is, You know, when you look at different emergency responders and that type of thing, uh, take like the police department and generally they're pretty well funded in the grand scheme of of emergency services. When you do the flip side of, say, firefighters, where 85 percent of firefighters in America are volunteer And you just mentioned the word volunteer multiple times. And, you know, you guys are like a community ambulance service. So talk to me a little bit about the funding and some of the challenges and just that whole emergency services industry. Because I don't think people understand when you start getting out of cities, it's mostly volunteer. Well,
5: that's correct. Um, You know... We have calls that are 20 miles away from us. Our our nearest hospital is 15 miles away. Um, One of the biggest challenges this year we were facing is our state funding got cut tremendously. Um, We used to get like $150,000 a year and it went down to like $30,000. And what the state wants us to do is all these little um, ambulance services join forces with the hospitals and that's a huge issue here in the Newark Cheyenne area because of our our service area and if we depended on Carrington Hospital to be there um, it would take close to an hour so um, anyways the state is revisiting all of this because um, if we end up doing that the, the time response for a real emergency would be the person probably wouldn't survive, especially in a cardiac situation. Um, so it's a real challenge to recruit volunteers. Our funding's being cut. Um, so we're basically trying to survive on our own, and our local area has just been, you know, um, generous and trying to support every way because they know um it's vital to have in this area. You know, we have a nursing home here. We our population population is elder all elderly mostly. Um so, you know, we get a lot of calls and I just can't imagine having to wait, someone calling 911 and having to wait 35 40 minutes for an ambulance. That's just too late.
1: Yeah, I, I remember a lot of these uh, stories of course when the Bakken was first um... Being to just boomed out in 2012, Um, you know, you had places that had never even gotten more than a couple service calls in a year. Let alone now, it's just it's more routine, and just trying to adjust to those growing pains is such a oh, it's 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 a difficult thing for communities to endure. Let's just put it that way. Um, Sarah Myrie with community. Ambulance Service of New Rockford is our guest. We're talking about Giving Hearts Day, February 14th. ImpactGiveBack.org/slash Giving Hearts Day. Uh, let's talk about your local outreach and then social outreach. And then at the end, I like to give the guests a quick elevator pitch to let people know why they should be donating to their organization. So, local outreach: are you guys doing anything locally there to. Um, kind of drum up some interest, et cetera?
5: Yeah, we are. Um, we're actually on that day, February 14th. Um, we're having a luncheon at our community ambulance service building from 11 to 2. Um, we're doing a soup and salad bar, free will donations, having some door prizes. Um, we've gotten the school involved. Um, the local media class has, um, did a video for us that... There's a video contest going on. So, for you know, you vote every day through Vision Bank and Fargo. So they've been a great help. Um, outreach as far as, you know, in the newspaper, on the radio, um, letters, postcards being sent out. We're all working really hard. Um, to get people on board and to people that are snowbirds or the people that have a connection to this area um, or have a loved one that lives in this area to donate to this service. I mean, we're out there. I mean, yesterday we had three calls and it was, you know, wind chill of 60. We're out there volunteering um, and, and going out on these calls in the middle of the night. Um, This is a vital organization to keep going in this community. Um, We're always looking for volunteers. Um, We're hoping this Giving Hearts Day will, you know, our goal is to raise 10,000 and every year after that, hopefully it increases. But yes, you can go on um, online and all you'd have to do is type in our zip code or community ambulance service to donate. So. We're really pushing it hard here in the next couple of weeks.
1: I'm looking at your Facebook page right now. Uh, social media. Are you using the social media for the Giving Hearts Day at all?
5: Yes, we are. And we just submitted a video on there as well. Um, and it's a couple minute video talking about, you know, when we started and how many volunteers we have and, you um, we also are a cardiac ready community that was a huge undertaking two years ago through the state so we have close to 30 aeds in
4: this community
1: and that was sarah myrie community ambulance service of new rockford for more information on sarah myrie or giving hearts day or to donate visit givingheartsday.org that's givingheartsday.org my name is jason Spees, and this is the multimedia
4: Yes, you, you know the let me go
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Kristen Seeks with the Dickinson Backpack Program. Okay. My name is Kristen
2: Seeks, and I am with the Dickinson Backpack
1: Program. Well, let's talk about the Dickinson Backpack Program. Thank you for joining us today. What is it, and uh, how can people find it on the Internet and maybe even the physical place? Okay. Okay.
2: Um The Dickinson Backpack Program is a food program which is helped, uh, which is meant to help alleviate childhood hunger on weekends and during school breaks. And so uh, we hope to do this by providing every child who is signed up in the program. we provide them with a bag of food. Um, and that food um, consists of a main food pack, which is we purchased from the Great Plains Food Bank along with supplemental food items such as snacks, which might be donated by, you know, civic organizations, the Elks, um, just individual donations. Uh, We also supplement it with fresh bread from Baker Boy and fruit from Walmart. And um, how to find us on the internet? Um, Probably the best way to find us on the internet is through Facebook, we do have a Facebook page, Dickinson Backpack Program, and there you can find um, a little bit of information, you know, about, like I said, our packing parties, how to volunteer, the physical address um, of the Backpack Program is at St. John Lutheran Church in Dickinson, and that physical address
1: is 146 6th Avenue West. All right. Outstanding. So uh, one of the things that came to my attention was there's 300 children or kids or people under the age of 18 that get basically a food supplement every week. Um, That's amazing to me because, like I said yesterday, when I was talking to your, I believe it was your husband, that um, Dickinson's not New York City. That's not a huge community. So to me, 300 really jumped out.
2: We are between 250 and 300. Last year, we were we were serving over 300 children every week with food packs, and so every year it just depends a little bit, you know, we have, we still continue to have um, families moved in and out of the community, so our numbers uh, vary a lot from week to week and month to month. Um, you know, at times we can be close to that, uh, you know, serving 300 children. But then, you know, there might be a lot of people moving out with the cold weather and things like that. And um, so our numbers kind of, yes, they go up and down between 250 and 300 every
1: school year. Talk about Giving Hearts Day in just a moment. But first, talk about yep. some of your um, other sponsors and some of your other donors that have allowed this thing to happen. So uh, have you, have you, do you have some major uh, sponsors in the past or is just everybody just volunteering? I'm sure you've got a lot of volunteers, too. We
2: do volunteers and donors in the community, Um, you know, we've got civic organizations such as Optimist Club, Rotary Club, Kiwanas um, that donate the Elks, um, you know, every year, Um, and then we've also got, like, you know, big oil companies, Whiting, Marathon Oil, um, ConocoPhillips, um, which have donated before. you know, we have churches that donate. St. John is a, is a major church that donates to us. But then we also have individuals that donate, um, you know, a lot of, of time as well as money in order to keep the program going. Um, we are an all-volunteer run program, um, so nobody is paid, you know, from board members. You know, I'm kind of volunteer director, but nobody is paid with this program. Um, and then every year, you know, we kind of look at our volunteers, and there, again, we have between 200 and 300 volunteers every year to make the program possible. And so those volunteers are, you know, people unloading our food truck, packing food packs on Wednesdays and Thursdays, delivering those food packs to the schools, Um it's, it really takes a village in order to make this program work. And, and you know, we're very blessed with, with wonderful donors and volunteers to make the program
1: possible. So Giving Hearts Day is obviously a very big day for nonprofits, community services, that sort of thing, to get donations. Um, and I believe they're matched is, is kind of the, the, the big draw for that day. Um, how long have you guys been involved with this and talk to me about some of the things that you guys are doing this year, maybe to spark some attention because it, it's, it's a good competition, but it does get some, you know, you guys have, have to be louder than the next person or reach your donors other than the other person. Cause you've got a lot of people out there saying, donate, donate, donate. Right. Um, you know,
2: we've been a part of Giving Hearts Day since it's been around, at least in this area, which I believe was 2000, 2015, I believe, or 14 was Giving Hearts Day. Um, and it's, it's continued to be a great fundraising, um, fundraising effort for, for all of the organizations, um, that are in Dickinson and Southwestern North Dakota, um, You know, every year I think we're amazed that, you know, we continue to get more donations and more people um, hear about Giving Hearts Day, hear about Dickinson Backpack Program, as well as the other organizations. And I think um, all of the organizations in southwest North Dakota really do a great job as far as collaborating together and trying to make Giving Hearts Day um, a, a, a nice giving event and like I said, I mean we're we're very cooperative and very nice with each other and we really want um, everybody to do well during
1: Giving Hearts Day. And that's really what the spirit ends up being and, and that's why I was trying to say, you know, it's it's not really a competition because people are happy when the giving is happening, but at the yes. really it's almost like they, they need to be creative how to get attention or something along those lines. So it's just it makes yes. it, it makes it a fun day is what I guess kind yes. of a roundabout way of saying it. Yes, yes. It is
2: and it's fun to see, um, like I said, how other organizations are doing. Um, in years past, we've had you know a cookie challenge. This year, we're not doing that. But um, but like I said, I think that we're all very good about kind of checking in with each other, you know, throughout the day, seeing how things are going, and um, you know, putting the word out not only for our, our organization but um, for other
1: organizations that are a part of Giving Hearts Day. All right, wrapping up here, I'll give you kind of a, a last uh, opportunity to give your best commercial, your best pitch, why people should be donating to your organization and your cause um, at, okay. at any time, let alone Giving Hearts Day. But uh, go ahead and kind of give them that pitch for, for why uh, people should be donating.
2: Okay. Um, people should be donating, you know, on Giving Hearts Day. But like you said, throughout the year, um, the Dickinson Backpack Program, we you know, continue to strive to meet the needs of the hungry children in our community. And um, people in our community can be a part of that. They can make a difference in the lives of these these children who are struggling with hunger by by volunteering as well as by donating financially to the program to, to keep it sustainable for the children who need it.
1: And that was Kristen Seeks with the Dickinson Backpack Program. For more information on Giving Hearts Day, to donate, or for more information on any of the charities that we've talked to, go to givingheartsday.org. That's givingheartsday.org. Once again, I'd like to thank Kristen Seeks with the Dickinson Backpack Program, Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries, Sarah Myrie, Community Ambulance Service of New Rockford, and Wade Nelson with the Minot Youth for Christ. Thank you very much for joining us today here on the Multimedia Cafe. February 14th is Giving Hearts Day. To donate or for more information, visit givingheartsday.org. That's gonna do it for the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. I wanna thank you folks for joining us today and choosing us as part of your daily content. For more information or to access interviews, go to the crudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Join us, be part of our social media army, I guess, 350,000 strong. Go to the crudelife.com, click on the social media tab. You can also access all kinds of uh, programs and past interviews. From the staff at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.
4: Yeah, yeah Hey, on oh, my, my, my To the night Hey, on oh, my, my, my Hey, yeah uh. Life in northern town He would never wave goodbye Whip-a-bye. See it written in his in eyes, his eyes. Train rolled out of sight Right, right by Hey oh my, 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 my. to the night. Hey-ya, oh, mama, hey-ya, uh, life in a northern town.